Hi, folks. Um, we hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Hold Up. We're talking about Ally McBeal, Season 1, Episode 10. And we did want to give a content warning at the top of the episode. Um, this episode does deal with um, violence and murder of, of a trans woman. Um, so wanted to give um, the content warning heads up. But um, we think it's an interesting conversation and hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to Hold Up, the podcast where we discuss TV shows that traumatized me as a child. I'm Hudson, and my co-host is Grace. Hey, Grace. Hi. We watched Allie McBeal. <laughs> we sure did. We sh- wow. Yeah. Boy Season to the one. World, the episode title. I think I said this last week. I was like, this is two weeks in a row where like the episode title just tells me exactly. Like, I feel like I could. I don't even need to watch either episode. With Ugly Betty last week, the episode was called Brothers. And this was called Boy to the World. And I'm like, I don't think I need to watch it to know exactly what I'm going to think of this episode. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty accurate. Um, I So, uh, yeah, before we get into the meat of the episode, uh, I just want to know, Grace, when I suggested Alan McField, how, how familiar were you with the show? Not. It's like uh, very like um, Ally McBeal is sort of like a thing that I feel like is pop culture enough that I like know of Ally McBeal, but I never watched an episode of Ally McBeal. Like, and I was like, I'm pretty sure she's a lawyer, but I didn't even really uh, 100% like, you know, uh, figure out. But I was right that she's a lawyer. And then I was saying this before I, I didn't know the tone of the show, like whether it was like a very like whether it was a drama, a comedy, like a dramedy, um, if it's about her dating life or mostly like her work or like, I really know nothing about Allie McBeal. So, um, yeah, I, I was, um, I, I was excited to then dive into something like, you know, that is like, I know about, but don't know about, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does make sense. Um, I feel like it was, it was one of those shows that was kind of like had an it moment during the nineties. Like it was considered very culturally relevant, I would say, um, because it like touched on like feminism and women in the workplace and they love to just like joke about sexual harassment and like i feel like it was almost anti-feminist in a lot of ways um it was almost like a critique on 90s feminism um in some ways like look here's a single woman who is like you know she is like she's independent but she loves sex and she loves talking about sex and dating and men you know um and this is even before like sex in the city yeah i've never really watched sex in the city either so yeah, me either. We yeah. should do that. We should find somebody should. who's an expert sh- and yeah. bring them on. Because um, there's a few few episodes we should, we could talk about. Um, but yeah, I grew up actually watching this show. Um, my mom and I would, you know, I, I don't know why my mom was compelled to let me watch. Maybe one day she was watching and I just kind of sat down next to her and was just so enthralled by what was going on, on the TV that she let me continue um, to watch it with her every week. It was the only time I was allowed to stay up past my bedtime. Wow. Which, um, and I think what really drew me to me, me to the show as a kid is that there's a lot of fantastical elements that aren't really um, noticeable in this episode. But like Ali often sees hallucinations. She hears things. She talks to herself. Um, she, um, she'll like make up hmm. scenes that'll play out in front of her. Um, and there's like dance numbers, um, just like, really? it's, yeah, it's there it was gets, none of that in this. Eh? Yeah. Really? I think right? it being season one, that's part of the reason, but that whole like right. dancing baby gif, like that's from Ally McBeal. Is it really? Yeah. Wow. Um, um, I mean, yeah, this is a very like early episode, season one, episode 10, right? So it's very early in, and lots of shows are still trying to find their footing for sure at that point. 
Yeah, and I, I, yeah, so I, I watched it a lot as, I watched it all a lot as a kid. I remember watching the season finale. I remember the later seasons a lot more, but then in college, I tried watching it on Netflix, and I maybe got to the second season, because that's when Portia de Rossi and Lucy Liu show up, and I really just wanted to see their characters, because I was also reading Portia de Rossi's memoir about her time on Ally McBeal and her mm-hmm. eating disorder, where, like, mm-hmm. really her eating disorder was really um, exacerbated by that show. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Uh, it was fun to see. Uh, I mean, I, I feel like now I'm pivoting away from you talking about a serious subject, but I was, you know, just oh, in terms of to. like who's in the show, it was fun to see Jane Krakowski. Krakowski. This, uh, Krakowski. Sorry, in this uh, <laughs> in this episode, even though she was she had a very basically one scene, I think, maybe two. Yeah, you know? two scenes. Yeah. Yeah. Should we talk about what this episode? Should we t- you give a yeah. little brief plot? Yeah, summary? I just wanted to give a background why I picked out this show. Um, yeah. Yeah, you know, just it's it's nostalgic for me, and it was fun going back and watching it. But do you want to talk about the episode, or I can talk about the episode? You you got it. You're hosting yeah. today. Yeah. So there's there's two main storylines. The the one that we're probably going to discuss much more in depth is about uh, Richard. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll get into that in a minute. But uh, so Ali is assigned a um, public defender case because it's Christmas time and there's not enough public defenders, and it happens to be a trans woman who was arrested for solicitation and uh, Allie decides she wants to help this girl out because she's young. She just moved to Ohio, uh, moved from Ohio to Boston. So she didn't have a lot of money and she was like a very talented dressmaker. So Allie and all her white lady saviorness, um, it tries to stop this young girl from going, going to prison by uh, having her declared uh insane with an insanity defense because she is a trans woman um and then ali when ali successfully gets her not to go to prison she then gets her hired at the law firm she works at and the the girl still continues to uh pursue sex work and dies being murdered by a client um we will add i think yeah we should add a trigger warning at the top of this episode um and that's that's the storyline we're going to talk about. There's a small, there's not a small, there's a intermixed storyline about one of the partners, Richard, at the firm. His uncle died, and his uncle hates short people, and they want to be able to discuss how much his uncle hates short people at the funeral service. And they sue the church. That's the other storyline. It's so bad. The yeah. other storyline. Um, not that the other one is great. I do feel like uh, it has these moments of like, oh, okay, I can see some like brightness in here. I can see something. I can see a sliver of like what they're going for that. Like, you know, there's some stuff in here. There's just a lot that like shrouds that clouds, uh, the, like, you know, the good stuff that's sort of sporadically spotted through the episode. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think I, you know, um, I feel like this is like very similar to the mash episode that we watched that it's more about, the feeling that Allie's feelings and what Allie's motivations are than it is about her client, Stephanie, uh, the young trans woman. Um, mm-hmm. And it's about Allie thinking that she's doing the right thing for this young woman and no, thinking that she knows best. It's like a very, like I said before, like white savior mentality that she has um, that yep. like, I think is the biggest thing that doesn't hold up is that we don't get much like the this this girl is 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 a plot device she's not a person i think i we talk about that a lot on this show um when the character just is only there to serve to serve character growth for somebody else yeah 
like I got a content warning f- f- from you about this episode, um, which I very much appreciated. But um, you know, in the moment of the episode where like she doesn't go to prison, and then she gets hired on, and you're like, oh, interesting. Like I didn't know Alan McBeal was gonna have this like you know uh, back like you know uh, like uh, supportive care supporting character that like is trans, and then um, um, no. That's no. It's like this is a one episode arc for yeah. for Stephanie. Um, yeah, I do. I think for me, you know, we can talk about the little nitty things. So like, you know, um, misgendering um, like was, Ellie yeah. only ever calls uh, uses he pronouns um, behind her back, use, behind her back, uses the uses Stephanie pretty much the whole time i think unless you know and there's like this moment like the jane krasowski scene um is a really interesting example to me of like where they did like some good stuff and where they did some bad stuff where so you correct me if i'm wrong but i assume the joke that jane comes like the secretary or the administrative assistant i don't know what her title is she comes in and she goes like oh you already have what all women want which i assume is a reference that stephanie has a penis. That's what I assume too. Yeah. Okay. So it's like a terrible, terrible joke. Um, it's like, it's literally harassment at your workplace. Um, and then you get this like moment where it's like, Hey, I'm just going to take, like, I, I had to put you as male under the like HR policy. Like, I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, it's like a, it's not like a, um, a slip up. Like I have to do it or whatever. And like, I don't know that scene of like, in two in both ways i think has this like it's not the best example of like how to like treat trans people um uh in the moments where she's like actually kind of nice and supportive but it, it's like this contrasted with making this really terrible terrible awful joke um that yeah. to me highlights that like this episode is a there are no trans people um writing or advising on this episode and there are so many ways in which it just like it it like definitely is evident yeah uh like i agree i feel like she was the like the least transphobic person in the like character of the entire episode um which is yeah wild because she makes two penis jokes about stephanie yeah um but her first penis joke bar like, I don't know if you 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 felt this, but I felt like it was a very Jenna Maroney moment from like, and that's yeah. like, yes, I make I make I do wordplay, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you already, yeah, you already have what women want. Like you know, um, to be honest, it's a joke that like if like two trans women were like hanging around and like someone made that joke, like self-deprecatingly, like, you know, whatever, like fine. But like, it's just not something that anybody can say to a trans woman. It's like so bad. It's so bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then her character is explained. So uh, Jane Krakowski's character's name is Elaine and Elaine is explaining how uh, there's rampant sexual harassment at the office, but that um, Stephanie probably won't have to worry as much because uh everyone will be thinking about what's between her legs. I think that's yeah. About... I, I missed that. That's, that's brutal too. Yeah. Um, I like have, okay. Uh, where I, I wrote it down, but yeah. I can't find it. Whatever. No, that's um, good. That's the gist of the joke. Yeah. It's, it's really, really bad. And like, as I were saying, she's Elaine is probably the most like, uh, she's certainly probably the worst fumbling ally we've seen. Um, and I don't even know if she's like, 
quite there, but she's like as close to that like archetype as like as anybody probably in this episode. Um, yeah, it's really bad. It's bad that that's like probably the the one character that we're like, yeah, okay. Like, and she makes two really bad jokes. Yeah. yeah, and like, I feel like there's like moments where you're like, oh, Allie's actually not too bad. And so like, right when I he... I do agree with that. Because, like, right, right when she's, like, handed the case and the judge, the judge is not misgendering Stephanie and is, nope. like, this is your, this is your, um, defendant, this is your, yep. and, um, she, right, Allie doesn't question her gender at all. She's, like, oh, this young woman. And then her roommate, who is, works for the DA's office, is, like, like, she's a boy, Allie. Stephanie is Steven. I hate um, that. I hate that joke. And then Allie has her, like, shock face. Go to commercial break. Um. And throughout the entire rest of the episode, uh, you know, Allie, anytime she's talking to Stephanie, it's like Miss or Stephanie or she or you. But then behind her back is like he, him, still calling her Stephanie, though. Um, yeah. And there's a lot of like, you know, all the stuff of like, uh, you know, it's a fetish and like mm-hmm. this is the way we're going to like help Stephanie. You know, it's like it's like um it's unfortunate because i think there's a world like if this episode gets made today um i think it could be a well done episode i i don't know that i you know i i would edit out um stephanie being murdered at the end you know we don't need it but like everything up to that point is like i think you know and if you see a world in which Allie is a little bit more like has a little bit more, you know, this is a thing I think we talk about, we have talked about. Uh, um, and for me, it's like, you know, when people don't understand or know, like who is supposed to in this moment, like be, be I guess Allie could be asking Stephanie, you know, um, yeah. questions no one does. to get understanding, but nobody does. Right. And so like, yeah, anyway. She calls in a psychologist to talk to Stephanie to get an insanity plea for Stephanie and the psychologist is dead na- is not dead naming her but it's a is is he pronouncing her saying i think he has gender dysphoria um she like she lives as a woman oh no sorry i wrote that note um she's the the psychologist says oh she's just like he's just confused um you know i need to talk to him more before i can make this decision it's so like i mean disgusting. again it's it's like the, the, the there was no psychiatrist who was like you know um brought on for this episode as well to like explain what gender dysphoria is because they like then you know use it in this way that's like I, there's one line in there that like um i really hated which was um he never he never calls himself a woman or something like that like he never said says it explicitly and it's like look at like stephanie's whole life like look, look yeah. at everything you know like i had a hard time saying like identifying as like a trans woman for for a very long time like when i came out it was something that like i i think it's still take like it still takes time and it depends on the space you're in like this is like so when ali goes to get stephanie to like go speak to the psychiatrist stephanie is like on the street so it's like probably fairly late at night like i don't know i guess it's christmas right so like whatever i don't know what time it but like it's late and and Allie's like, okay, yeah, you have to come with me and like have a psychiatrist appointment right now. Like, it's so, it's so, it's. I know it's TV, it's very TV. But then, like, to just put them in front of like, you could get like an assessment from a psychiatrist, but often like you have multiple because like the first 
session you have with a is often you don't often f still feel them. You need still that person needs to like earn your trust, right? Yeah. So it's like not surprising that like you know, and I'm giving maybe the show too much credit that like they weren't sitting there thinking like, well, she won't say she's a, a woman because um, she doesn't feel comfortable yet to call herself a woman. Like the show was just like wanting us to. I don't know what the show wants us to think that like whatever I don't know but like um I'm like sort of like creating logic where they didn't which is that like yeah this person's in their first like psychiatrist meeting they're not gonna like tell this random person that they were like literally like pulled out of from what they were doing to come and like speak to you they're yeah. probably not gonna give you everything um you're like expecting and so it's it's just this like ridiculous bit of television that I I really didn't like yeah it like yeah, it was it was one of those pieces like those, but that would never happen. And like, I mean, this is Alan McBeal's show where, like I said, sure. there's a lot of weird stuff that happens later on in the series. Sure. Um, but yeah, like you know, like I do wonder, like you know, we were both pretty young in 1997. Um, mm -hmm. Neither of us were out um, nope. as trans, so like we don't know what it was like being like a young adult trans person in '97, and maybe you know. I don't think this was the intent of the writers in any way, but maybe this is how like the the best like cis straight people could be towards trans people then. Like I, I agree. I think that this felt very like of its of the time that like um this is how they were like thinking through what being trans was. And like I'm not here to sit and sit here and say like like my my old point I think when we talk about these shows is that like I think if it was made now, it would be made different and Allie would be different. Like mm -hmm. and and that's not because like, you know, I don't know. I, I'm trying to like, just my, my point is, is that like, this is what it was made at the time. And these like, I, these assumptions are wrong about like the way that they were like, these cis people are writing. These are like trans people have been around a lot longer. It's just like, and this is a thing I think that people talk about, like can't, how cancel culture exists now. And like the people like used to be able to say it was on their mind and, you know, people wouldn't get so defensive or, you know, upset or whatever. And it's just like, no, it's just that like the voices of people who are trying to tell you that the things you were saying were homophobic or racist or transphobic did not have a like we're not given a platform or a voice to be able to say, oh, this is like directly causing us harm. You know, like we just th those people were not given um, a voice or were or ignored when they said it. And so like. Um, there are, there were probably trans people at this time, but it's just like, it's, it's not that this specific like TV show was like, Oh, we're going to ignore like all trans people and we're not going to bring a trans person on. It's like the whole media industry, the whole TV industry was like, if they were, you know, this is what we're looking at. It's like, you know, this is how they covered. This is how they thought you talked about trans people, um, in 1997, you know? Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. And, you know, I do hope it was a little bit better than that because like, I can just like, I did find one article from the time that was like super critical of what was, um, you know, done in the episode. But I think in general, like, I feel like David E. Kelly, who's the creator of the show and like the writers and directors and all the cast probably like were patting themselves in the back being like, we did a really sympathetic portrayal of a trans person. And people are going to think twice before, you know, using the T-slur or, you know, murdering a trans woman. They don't uh, use it in the episode, right? They don't yeah, use... they don't use it in the episode, but I'm just kind of yeah. using that. I'm just, I'm just at like... No, no, I, I'm, I'm yeah. like, I just, it, like only just I thought of it that like, wow, they don't use it. Of like, wow, clap, like <laughs> good for them. They don't use it. Yeah. Yeah, so I can just see them just like being really proud of this episode. Do you know what scene I really liked? I liked when Allie goes and tells Stephanie that she wants her to plead insanity. 
and Al and uh, Stephanie is like, I left my family because they told me were me, uh, told me I was sick. Like I'm not I'm not doing it. And does she eventually? Is that is it? Uh, uh, it's it, confusing. She, she doesn't she doesn't end up like getting off because of insanity, right? It's the judges postpones the verdict for one year on the condition that Stephanie get a job and stay off the streets. Yeah. Um, and then Allie hires Stephanie. So they don't end up doing the like insanity thing. So I do, I did like, I did like the, like the scene where Stephanie is like, no, like I'm not sick. Like this, I'm not a freak like this, but this is what people tell me. And now you're coming and telling me I have to do it. And I'm not, I'm not doing it because like, uh, Allie is like saying like, it's this legal defense. It's like a way it's not, she's like, I'm not saying that you are, but you know, we have to do it legally. And it's like, well, you are telling me that like legally under the law, I then have to be considered insane, which is like basically yeah. saying it, you know? So, and anyway. yeah. And it's like, these are, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a matter of the court record. If the, if, you know, yeah. if she, if she does, you know, plead insanity and it could be used against her in the future, you know, um, like if she were to survive the episode, you know, and she were to go back to sex work, you know, there was, you know, she could be arrested again. And then if they're like, oh, she used insanity last time, she's not really a woman. She's just so, she's just someone who has this perversion. Um, you My know. understanding, too, is that, like, pleading insanity is not like, okay, you're, like, free to go. Like, that they don't get into it here. But I imagine that, like, uh, like probably, like, there, you know, there could be this, like, pathway that leads to, like, yeah, well, you have to go to, like, conversion therapy. Like, you're insane, so we have to, like, fix your brain, you know? Like, I don't know if, like, in 1997, like, what the situation would be, but, like, typically, like, when you plead insanity, it's not always just this, like, okay, bye, like, okay, everything you do is, like, fine, you know? And they kind of make the episode seem like that's, like, what's going to happen, which I don't think is, like, true, but I'm, I am not a lawyer, so. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, I mean, what, what, what Ali seems to be most interested in is just making sure she doesn't go into prison because, as she says... If you go to prison, you have plenty of time to be a wife. Oh, yeah. That joke is so bad. You know, the weird thing is, like, they make these jokes and then, like, immediately have the characters be... So this is twice. They immediately have the characters be like, oh, that was a bad joke. Like, I shouldn't have said that, right? Like, so they do it with uh, Elaine. Elaine says, like, sorry. It's, like, wordplay. And then um, Allie realizes that, like, what she's just said is, like, basically, like, you know, okay, it's you're gonna go to jail and you're gonna be sexually assaulted, like you know, it's like, and then she's like, I'm sorry, I said that, you know, um, like they know it's wrong. It's the weird thing about this about this episode is that like, like they know, but it's like, yeah, it's worth it. To, like we we could get that joke in there, right? Like it's yeah. very weird. It's it's like there's like the people writing it, and then there's someone from legal like, nope, Glad is gonna call us about this joke. You gotta you gotta you gotta qualify it with it being the character knowing what they said is wrong. Okay, okay, and this one too. It's like it's like they're just like going through and being like, okay, as long as the character doesn't really mean it and like knows it's wrong, then we can say it in the episode. Yeah, it's a very weird. Yeah. It's a very weird dynamic that these characters all have with Stephanie in this episode. Yeah, and I think the weirdest part of this episode is it's contrasted with this much more lighthearted <laughs> case that's also about discrimination of short people. Um, because. Richard, one of the partners, his uncle dies. His uncle donated a ton of money to a church, and the church won't let them talk about how terrible short people are. Um, it's very weird, and they sue the church, and they're talking about how you know there's legal protection based on race, religion, sex, and sexuality is the current you know battle. Um, 
and it so it's they even they're even like kind of pointing out like we're not even we're not even like at the point where we can like think about gender identity like <laughs> it is so far away from like you know civil rights at this point that like we don't even list it you know <laughs> as something we're that we're fighting towards in terms of equality and of course one of the the lawyers talks about PC culture and how this is like stifling free speech. Um, so the judge judge ends up, uh, you know, being pro their their um, their defense uh, or not defense uh, pro the the guys who want to you know talk about how terrible short people are. Um, and I thought it was it just was very strange um, to because like you know compared to the, the, how they were handling the, the trans the this trans woman and don't even mention what her you know her lack of rights as a transgender person in you know in this time period i hated this plot line so much the secondary the b the b story of like um not letting you like and again it's this weird thing of like there's all these background characters being like dude you, you you're not allowed to like be a bigot in this like in our in this space and like, I don't know. I feel like the ruling, the judge ruling is like he hates political correctness, even though he's like a short person. And so he rules in their favor. And so then they're allowed to like mention it in the um, in this in the eulogy and then sing the song or whatever. Um, but like at the same time, it's like I, I feel like it's like um, it's to me, it felt very like libertarian, mm-hmm. like bullshit to me of like, that's what um, what's the guy's name? Kevin. Is that is that uh that's the the partner richard richard wait no it's richard and the short the short one is not named kevin uh i forget what kevin is is. the uncle i think yes his uncle yes okay so richard Mm -hmm. um richard fish is that his name i believe so fish anyway um like the whole like the scene with the with the minister or the priest of being like yeah like okay there's like free speech but also like you're not allowed to like be bigoted like this is like i just feel like a lot of people don't i mean canada and america have different free speech laws but people also just don't understand free speech mm-hmm. um in that it's like basically the government can't tell you not to do things which is why like you know you could get fired for your job for if you say something that is like awful because your job doesn't have an obligation to like i guess like you know anyway it's, it's very complicated you know whatever like twitter like Twitter, yeah. you don't, you're not like you could, if you say something bad, there's no, like, you don't have like a legal right to be able to just say what literally whatever you want on Twitter. There's like a lot of things you can say on Twitter, but like not, uh, there's certain stuff that like they're allowed to say that you can't say. Um, and I just feel like, yeah, the, the, the whole storyline here felt really to me libertarian of like, we could say whatever we want, whenever we want. And it's like, I know it's about short people. And so like the joke is like, well, who cares? Um, but then you, yeah, you do have this other like partner at the, firm who's like i'm short and people look at me weird you know and it's like i don't know it's such a weird beast be plot and then they sing short people by paul newman at the freaking that's the uh, song funeral. they sing do you or randy newman did you know did i didn't you, know i was just like i can't i thought they wrote a no, gospel song about how terrible no. short people are <clears throat> no so randy newman wrote this song short people i think in like the 70s and it it is satire and so this is like again we've talked about satire a lot on the show of like when is satire like you know if people misunderstand satire and take it literally like is that you know what do we do with that uh, friendship because like the song is totally satire there's um 
a line in the song that says like short uh, you and me short people this they're the same or so, it's something like that but the whole song is supposed to be written like it's supposed to be like performed from someone who is like you're supposed to laugh at him mm-hmm. that like he hates short people and that his like belief about that is dumb randy newman says that like he hates how popular the song got it's like always gets put on his like greatest records hit but he regrets like sort of writing it because so many people misunderstand the point of the song which is that hating short people is ridiculous but people will sing it and it's like in these ways that like yeah it's like i hate not like really but like people don't understand the full context of the song and so it's a real song from the 1970s uh from manny newman the same guy who does the toy story uh song mm-hmm. and uh yeah and so yeah it's a real song that they performed <laughs> yeah wow i did not know that i was like damn Alan McBeal put in some real effort to do this. Like I was like no. shocked. And now I'm like, well now I have lower expectations again. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I remember like hearing the song and thinking like it is, it is hilarious satire of like, like the whole, uh, you know, hating short people cause they're short. It's like, it's like ridiculous. It's a ridiculous notion. Um, but yeah, there's yeah. uh yeah. Listen to the Randy Newman version. It's uh, it's like got his, like, you know, you'll recognize his voice and it's, <laughs> it's interesting. I'll check it yeah. out. Um, but getting back to the trans storyline, uh, you know, so Ellie and her, uh, you know, white saviorness, she does get the, get the job for Stephanie. And then of course, you know, Stephanie gets murdered because Wilson Cruz, who plays Stephanie, does no, not have any more credits on the show. Uh, <laughs> so they had to get rid of her somehow. Yeah. Um, and they had to be like, she goes back to sex work, which, you know, isn't something that's, um, you know, uncommon. Like, I mean, A, it's not like she's getting paid on her first day at the job. Um, B, she's probably been doing survival sex work for a long time and it's probably a hard job to leave. Um, and, and sex, sex work is work. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, like it's fine. It's not, you know, like at this time, you know, it's illegal, um, which is, you know, bad, but like, you know, sex work is valid work if people, you know, want to do it. Um, so, you know, I think in that way, it's very dated as well of like, why did she go back to do, like do sex work? And it's like, yeah, because you, st- you know, you're stigmatizing sex work. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. this entire episode feels very much like that pop feminism that came around in that, that time period, like spice girl feminism, I would call it, mm-hmm. where it's like more girl power than like actually trying to like create, you know, gender parity. Um yeah. And these kind of superficial things like I'm a single woman in the city and I can do my own thing. And it's like, yeah, that's great. And that's like important, an important step. But like the show is also yeah. like, there's so much sexual harassment here. And here, you know, one of the partners is going to go ask out Ally McBeal, um, you know. Yeah, we'll, we'll get I, I mean, let's get to that next. I think my yeah. last point on this is like this, like what happens to Stephanie, this is not the point that the show is trying to make. But by making sex work illegal, this is the exact type of thing that um that can happen um, that by making it be an underground, mm-hmm. um, a hidden thing, uh, a thing of perversion. Um, this, this is what can happen to people. They don't have protections um, when they're not able to put themselves in a situation where they can um, be safe because they are making sure that they are not, you know, not being seen um, that it's like shady underground. Um, this is literally what happens to people yes. um, is, is that they experience violence um, and, and uh, worst case scenario, they're, they're murdered. So, yeah. mm-hmm. yes. And we at this podcast, we fully, fully are supportive of, you know, the sex work community. And yep. um, I strongly believe in the decriminalization of sex work um, in all its forms um, yep. when it's between consenting adults. Um, yep. And I don't understand why it's controversial. <laughs> 
people are, I don't know, have weird yeah. lines that they draw when it comes to, to, to values. Yeah. Um, I won't get too into it, but there's some people who say that if you're being paid for money, you can't ever con actually consent, like being paid money. It's, but I, you know, that's, that's not my argument to have. It's not, you know, so I'm not going to go into it any further. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Her boss, like I hate, I hated this scene. I, I, hate that you know i get like and then i go back like because at the end of the episode she like asks um him out and she does kiss him so like she's interested in him but this is pretty weird like is there such a weird power dynamic mm -hmm. here and i feel like the first scene of like him what's his name cage john the, the, cage, the, yeah. the, the, the wikipedia gives the plot description in their last names um is like you know talking about how he feels self-conscious about being short and he's like asking if anybody would ever consider going out with her asked if she would consider going out with her and then she's like i might but you're my boss basically which i'm like okay you shouldn't have asked her and then that he did she gives the right answer and then like later uh she just is like no i would like to go and she kisses him under the mistletoe and i'm like all right like she she's a she, you know she's a consenting adult but it's i i uh, yeah I, I don't know i've what are your thoughts on this i have mixed feelings so like i know how these storylines go like in general right. like i'm gonna say like on a whole i think it's gross like i'm like you know it's it's harassment for him to mention that he finds her attractive period that doesn't belong like you know, that doesn't belong in the workplace because that is a, like a form of power imbalance. Um, yep. And then like, and like, you know, then my like, well, this is a TV show. Like I'm, I shouldn't think too much into it. And also I know like who, like that Ali's going to like, you know, break his heart. Cause uh, spoiler, like the, I mean, if you've ever watched the show, uh, Ali is in love with Billy, who she like dated when she was really young. Billy like is like the kind of handsome lawyer and he's married to, I think her name is Georgina. Who's the blonde lawyer um okay yes so that's like a crux of the drama so like i don't Got see it. much to it because like she's not really into him um and but i guess that even makes it even worse because she's probably feeling coerced um and with a show that's created by men and i imagine this episode was probably like written by a cis man um you know they weren't thinking about that at all and we're just trying to like you know create relationship dynamics within the series um, yeah, they want drama and yeah. tension, right? Like, I just think it's like, you know, it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of shitty. And I guess the fact that, like, she, like, I don't know. I guess if she, like, ends up being like, no, like, I'm not, um, you know, I'm, I'm not going to, I don't want to be with you to John eventually. Like, whether she comes to that realization after, like, trying it, like, that is her, like, prerogative. But it's this weird again it yeah he he initiates everything and he's the one in a position of power and so he should not do that I, yeah yeah but you know like this whole show like i mean when i was reading things about the show like a lot of the criticism is that the show pretty much was like very pro sexual harassment and was like kind of like pushing back from like an earlier um like you know the pendulum swing where the pendulum swung i guess in the early 90s like especially during the anita the anita brian or nita hill nita hill case yep. um yep. where you know sexual harassment in the work room you know in the workplace was finally getting discussed seriously since the first time since like the 70s and then you know then of course there's the backlash that comes in and i feel like this was like an early form of the backlash towards you know women wanting to be respected in the workplace which i feel like became even worse like we, the further we get into like the early 2000s um 
I don't know if you necessarily agree, but that's how I felt. It's like the whole show is just trying to like be a like sexual harassment's not really harassment. It's people want it. Yeah, uh, I would agree with your like take on it, and it's it's uh, it's outdated. I think like it's not like this stuff doesn't happen. I you know, I um, I worked at summer camp, which often had these weird dynamics of like people who were in positions of power, um, who like everyone was around similar ages. You know, it was but there was this weird thing, and often I think lines and boundaries got like uh, like crossed a little bit, which is like not good. And also at the same time, I do know like. Uh, a couple who are married with like three kids who like one of them was the other one's boss when they started dating. And it's like, uh, I don't know. I have like very like, you know, uh, I don't know. I have very complicated feelings about this. And, yeah. and my, my thing is that like the person in the position of power can never be the person to like initiate it because yeah. um, they have power. Yeah. It's, so. it's complicated. Like the further, you, like, especially in the, in the past, like my grandmother on my mother's mm-hmm. side was my grandfather's secretary, 20 years younger than him before right. they, right. Ma- they, they got married, you know? Right. Um, and like, I mean, she literally joined the military to meet a man. So I feel like in that situation, right. it turned out okay. You know, I don't, I don't know. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I would say this thing about like TV and stuff of like, you know, we have a hard job. We've given this job to ourselves. So not to like, you know, pat ourselves on the back or whatever but we are watching things in such isolation i know i know you've seen everything else for me like what episode what like my name is earl we watched the pilot of my name is earl we have this like gay characters introduced and i'm like i don't know what the rest of the show looks like from like for me from like this you know this one moment um like i would trust in the show to keep going and then if they like fail then they fail uh and in here i'm like i don't love the way this starts out but it's like one episode of like you know these uh, these tv i joked earlier about you know give it 10 episodes is still finding its footing and like now these like tv shows come out that are like 12 episode eight episode arcs but these some of these shows like network shows are like 24 episode seasons right and so there's a lot more story i think in here that like I think it's like, I don't like the way it started, but I would like, you know, I would give the, you know, I don't know if it's like fully fair to me for me to be like in this one episode, this thing happens that like, you know, the whole thing is like the whole storyline is bad. Right. Uh, Because I don't really know Allie's intent, like, you know, how she's really feeling like they do use in the show like internal monologue. Right. And so like, I sort of wish we got like maybe in these moments, like a little bit more of that. And maybe we do of like, you know, I do, you know, because like, it's not, that's not a bad story to tell of like the boss likes you, then what do you do? Um, and if you do have reciprocal feelings, then like, you know, it's, it can be this whole drama thing, but we're just seeing things I'm me. I'm only watching it from this one episode. And it's like, sometimes really hard to, to be like, that's bad or that's good because there's, we're miss, I'm missing a lot yeah. of context. No, that yeah. makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah. And yeah, I think, I think the show really does fail though um, when it comes to women's rights and queer and LGBT representation. They do, you know, have a lot of case of the weeks that involve LGBT folks. They also like have like the women in, uh, in the office kissing each other on different occasions. And a later season character does date a trans woman and she's the butt of all the jokes like that this guy and this guy is just being like heckled at work for dating a trans woman. Um, you know, we could co- cover that in a future episode if we so dare. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I think you're right. I mean, it. It. I, I just felt for me the show 
felt very dated and not just from their trans representation. There was a lot in here that you're like, Ugh, like, uh, all right, this is just like, and I don't want to, again, I go back to the point of like, this is not what everybody thought. We've watched stuff that's like predates this, that is like more progressive than this. But again, I, sometimes yeah, I look at the context of like, where, where, where did Ally McBeal air? Was it a 97 ABC? Uh, sorry, what, what it was a Fox yeah. show, right? So it's a nineties network comedy drama and I sometimes like, you know, I have a pretty like low bar for like whether they're going to be a, a low bar. I guess I don't always like, you know, I feel like I imagine those writers rooms are very white and cis. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I, I don't uh, often have like a lot of trust in, in what they're able to do. I do feel like there's moments in this episode that I'm like, you know, OK, I see what you're going for and I, I like it. And I feel like, you know, this could have been much, much worse. Um and at the same time, it could have been much, much better. Yeah, no, I, I, you know, I think, so I was reading some articles before um, we started recording, and I, I think there's one piece from out.com that they wrote um, on the 20-year tw um, anniversary of Alan McBeal airing for the first time. Um, I think really sums up, I think, what we're both kind of feeling. So I just want to read that, just a paragraph, yeah. so, and we'll link it in the show notes. Um, after decades of being portrayed as villains, monsters, or comedic foils, trans characters in the 90s were often used as props to show how caring and open-minded someone was. Allie was able to prove to herself that, yes, she, she could love someone like Stephanie, but her love was predicated on pity. Cruz's performance added complexity to the character, but the series went for the easy, cliche ending. And I feel like that sums up what yeah. what our biggest <laughs> issues with this episode. Yeah, that's really good. That's, like, that's exactly what it is. Uh, Stephanie is not you know this like uh, like awful character this like you know d even to the point like i feel like they don't even like there's points where i think like other characters are feeling like she's like a like deviant in a sense of like or weird or whatever but i i do feel like mostly she's portrayed as this like sympathetic character but you're right it's in there for like uh, ally to look like a good person yeah, that's I, I had that feeling the entire episode. Like, you know, I, I said I yeah. said so many times, white savior, like not even not even yeah. fumbling ally, just white savior. Um, yeah, white savior. Because she really thinks what she's doing throughout the entire episode is the right thing. Um, yes. And with and, and she gives no like agency to Stephanie. Like, like, you know, she's like, I'm getting you a job. I'm getting you off the streets. I'm making sure you're not going to prison. Like not asking yeah. what Stephanie wants or needs. Like, you know. I mean, I th I've said this before of like, you know, it's interesting, like when I think about like why people do good things, like does it necessarily matter? I, I think, you know, I ultimately fall in the line of like, yes, it mostly matters that like, you do good things because um, you understand why why you're doing a good thing. And then at the same time, I'm like, you know, d you know, we in, you know, we have in Canada, we have pretty good like tax credit laws for when you give money to charity, mm -hmm. like you get a tax credit. Um, if somebody only gives money to a charity because they, they want to get the tax credit, you know, at the end of the year, uh, I work for a health charity in Canada and like December 25th to the 31st is like some, one of our busiest times of the year because people are like trying to get their, um, their, their donations in, uh, so that their tax credits fall to, uh, to get to a certain level. Um, they like are calculating and it's like, uh, I, I don't know. We're able to do good things with that money. Does it, does it matter like exactly why they did it? Um, but I don't know. Yeah. It's like this interesting moral, uh, philosophy discussion. I think that like, we're not going to like dive into, but I, I do think about it a lot. Yeah, I, yeah, we, we've, we've definitely scratched the surface of that. I just think with what, like, Ali is, you know, Ali is doing what she thinks is in the best interest of Stephanie. And I think if Stephanie was given any say in, you know, 
does she want to, like, why couldn't Allie try and help her get a job at a clothing store? Because, or as, right. as a, as a, t- as a right. seamstress? Because, like, you know, Stephanie shows a great Actually, talent for, ma- for dressmaking. Um, Actually, that's, like, a really good point that I didn't think about. Like, the whole storyline at the end of, like, why did she go back to, like, sex work? And it's like, okay, A, like, if I just take away that, like, if, in, if, if Stephanie, the character, the person, does not want to do sex work anymore, then, like, okay, that's you know good it's great for her um but yeah there's probably like a job out there that like she would she might want to do where like she is safer you know and and then like actually like feels fulfilled in a way you know that's like not just you know that's really interesting yeah because about that ali as a lawyer could use like could go go with her to like you know i'm coming with you to this interview to make sure they don't discriminate against you for being a trans woman you know right like right there's other things she could like it's just annoying like it's a good point it's that's see, you know that's that's i just feel like it, it's it goes from like doing a good thing to being a like you know a babysitter right um or a parent. Uh, that's a really good point yeah um so uh, yeah that's my biggest issue um i don't really have much well, else to say about the episode other than bustle listed in a list of six times the media portrayed trans people all wrong um it, yeah. it shares this list with uh, such shows as uh as south park so um and family guy so Ooh, we, haven't, um, we haven't done a we haven't done an animated show since our very first episode yeah, should we do right? an animated show Simpsons. should we do yeah, like a, we should. should we do the sissy episode of south park we should yeah we should i mean we didn't have that plan for next week but i'm i'm cool to pivot yeah i'm cool to pivot too all right this is let's pivot. a good time to you know right. i think wrap you know wind down um i think you, we didn't ask the question yeah we haven't first, asked the question so yeah. um so how does it hold up? Not well, not well. It's so, I mean, normally this is funny. I feel like I'm the one who, who's like, you know, I'm not like looking at the time period. You know, I'm like, if this aired today, you know, whatever. But it, this show feels so late 90s, you know, mainstream trans representation. And it's really, it's it's quite, it's quite bad. There are moments in there that I that I like and I feel like if you like rebooted Ally McBeal and they redid this episode there's a way that it's a really nice compelling story um it's just not the one I watched yeah I I you know I I don't think it holds up I don't think the show as a as a whole holds up in my in my opinion at all and um yeah like I think because I have more context I'm just like I I say throw it in the trash but this isn't a show that needs to be preserved um I think it's not airing anywhere in Canada. I was yeah. like, I couldn't find it anywhere. So, yeah, um, yeah it, it's it's just a, um, you know, it's on Hulu. I don't really suggest going and watching it. Um, I don't know why Hulu wanted to pay the ridiculous fees for the license to their music because that's the reason it wasn't on DVD for such a long time. It's all these bog- mind-boggling questions um, about the show. But uh, I learned that Calista Flocker, I didn't know she was married to Harrison Ford. That might sound oh, like, you, didn't. you know, people might be like, oh, yeah. Like I knew that, you know, they're like Hollywood, but they're like still yeah. married. They're, they've been married. I think too. they're like a no nonsense, um, no drama couple. So like, it sounds yeah. like it. Like that's why I was like, yeah, I feel like because I know the name Clissa Flockhart, but I, 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 you know, I didn't know anyway. Yeah, they've been married since like two thousand and three or something. They've been married for a long time. They have a. Uh, they've been together for a long they time. They met. They met maybe in like two thousand two thousand three. Yeah, and they have a baby that they like adopted, and like yeah, it's very nice. Very nice story. Good for them. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, I just say throw it in the bin. Don't watch it. Don't don't waste your time on Alamic Beale. Um, but we can we can uh, uh, we can. Oh, is it funny that Allie's name is Ally? Yeah, I thought that was funny when I was um, <laughs> when I was writing my notes and how yeah. she's such a bad ally. Um, yeah, she's a bad. Ally. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, <laughs> uh, <laughs> for next week, I think 
here's the episode that I'm going to pitch is Mr. Garrison's yeah. Fancy New Vagina. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, which aired on March 9th, 2005. Uh, season premiere of season nine of South Park. Um, yep. And you can guess what this episode's about. Mm. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not going to guess. I'm not going to guess. I, I have a good sense, I think. I've, I... Uh... I'm an off and on South Park watcher. I've seen a bunch of episodes, but probably like just because it's on TV at a random time when I'm like at my parents' house and there's nothing else to watch. I've never like, you know, kept up with it or anything. So, um, yeah, I think they, it will be an interesting show to discuss. Um, it's very much for me in the wheelhouse. Like I talk a lot about like satire. I feel like we'll get into that a lot next week of like, you know, when do you, when are you pushing the line too much, even if you're doing it? for satirical reasons. So yeah, I'm interested to watch it. Yeah, Check me it too. Out. Um, and we'll, yeah, I mean, that's, uh, we'll get into that next week. I mean, uh, and, uh, otherwise, uh, where can people find you grace? On Twitter at Hi from Grace, um, you can check out. I was on the Wrestling Rehappa. Oh, yeah. So Rob is a podcast wrestling show. Um, uh, came out um, yesterday, Saturday, uh, June fourteenth. Um, we talked about this week of wrestling, which was a pretty big week. Uh, the one of the bigger you know, the number two company in the, in the world sort of had uh, launched a new TV show and they had a big show. So it was pretty fun. I love talking with Mari and Matt, who's been on this podcast before um, Tuesdays at 8 PM Eastern. You can watch me on twitch.tv slash DM Philly. I thought our episode last week, uh, we were a tiny little crew. It was myself, uh, DJ LaBelle Klein, who people might know from in the rap world, um, as well as Taylor, um, who does a lot of stuff on um, Rich's uh, Twitch streams. It, it was just the three of us, and it got dicey <laughs> for a moment. Um, we fought uh, a shark Ooh. that like was much more powerful than I think even Rich thought. Uh, it just rolled really well, and we I thought at one point we were all going to die. Um, but it was really fun. There was a like ton of character building stuff in there that I thought was like really fun to play out. So um, come check it out. We, that was only like episode ten, so like um, um, we're not too far into it. Um, I think the videos are on demand on on Rich's Twitch, but then if they go away, they should be on his YouTube at Twitch or YouTube uh, DM DM Philly. Just look for DM Philly on youtube so yeah tuesday nights at 8 p.m it's it's so much fun come 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 on nice i should check it out i should check out an episode or two um dm philly d letter d letter m philly yeah f-i-l-l that's important okay cool yeah um yeah and i'm on instagram come come be part of the philly fam that's what we call it that's what we call philly fam in the chat philly fam yeah um and i'm just on instagram non-boinary tagged in the hold up podcast with one p instagram not much going on my end uh you know playing video games um about it not doing anything uh else in terms of what are you playing uh i'm playing spirit fairer right now it's a good indie game um about death i've been playing crusader kings on my computer which is where if you heard of it you like you just play as like a ruler uh like in europe somewhere and you just keep trying to like you know when your character dies you play as your heir and you just try to like build up your dynasty your family dynasty as much as you can it's it sounds like uh, like sim it's kind of like Civ, but more like character focused. You like make decisions from your character's perspective. Yeah. Too bad it's like, fifty bucks. Otherwise, I'd check yeah. it out. I know if it goes on sale, it's really fun. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it from yeah, us anyway. today. Um, we'll be back next week with some South Park. All right. All right bye. Bye.